Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you all for tuning in to listen. And once again, another shout out to Stereotype Co. Very awesome clothing brand. Please check them out. Follow them. I will be uh, leaving a link in the, in the description. Also, check out Brooklyn Papers for all your cannabis needs, baby. Rolling Papers, baby. If you like tobacco, hey, do, do whatever you want. This is your life. I'm not here to judge. Um... In this podcast, I got together with my friend Aiden. He's a he, he's a music producer, a really cool dude. We we've been friends for for a minute since high school. We even competed against each other in a jujitsu tournament once. Story for another day. Maybe another podcast we could talk about. No, we already did in the last one. All right, but I had a great time with this. We were just shooting the shit, hanging out. I'm a little buzzed in this one, but you'll probably fucking notice. Anyway, I'll be leaving links in the, in the description to his YouTube channel, SoundCloud, etc. Anyway, keep on rocking in the free world and enjoy the podcast. Hey, this is a special edition of Chase Talks. Chase Talks hip hop, bitch. <laughs> Special edition. That's right, dude. We gotta do more of these, dude. It's been a minute. We haven't done a podcast in a grip. We're we're currently locked in the greenhouse hot box. <laughs> Shit, dude. Yeah, I wish we got that conversation about Big Baby Dram, but I feel like, cause like what we were just saying was that you were saying that Rick Rubin produced that his biggest record. And yeah, yeah. I feel like Big Baby Dram, like. You know, I have heard I, the records I've heard I've liked. It's like I just—he does have his own what style of shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, for real, for real, man. He, he does have a certain style. Do you him. ever hear this, this record, "Tribe" by Boss with, with J Cole? Bad, uh, Boss. I've heard this. This shit goes hard. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good fucking record. That's a good song, man. What is it? Good Kodak. I heard. Uh, I was actually I was training today. Come with my spirit. <laughs> I was training today, dude, and one of my one of one of the one of my friends who was playing a Kodak Black song. I was talking to him, and like like Kodak said something so fucking hilarious. Like I I blinked out of the conversation because we were just talking about jujitsu, and then I hear him I hear him say like shit on a bitch, and then I skied on her face. <laughs> shit on a bitch, <laughs> and then I skied in her face. Oh my god, dude, that's fucked up. Dude, that's what I said. I shit on a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> dude, what if, but like, what if like he's into freak girls who are into that shit? Well, I mean, that's his thing. That's you know his thing. I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, I mean, shit. Maybe like he's just dating chicks like him who are just like, hey, shit on me or something. <laughs> Podcast is going off the rails. Okay, okay man. Like, <laughs> podcast is going off the rails, dude. All right, but, dude. Dude, oh, yeah, you know that Amine? Amine, yeah, dude's good. That dude, that dude, he's from Portland. You know that? Yeah, man. P town. He's from Portland. I think he, yeah, he was from Portland, but like at some point he moved to LA or something. I mean, maybe. Is he still out here though? Like, does he? Is it like? Does he still currently preside reside here? Because I think I don't know. I know. From what, I, know I know when that. he made his big, the big, fucking, first song. Caroline, that one. That's a good song. 
it like they're definitely living in Portland in this one. They got yeah, like play that video. Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's, let's observe some of this imagery. Shit, may as well. Listen, man, I heard you got you a dime. Cause what what restaurant is this again? I don't know. I'm gonna see if it's in Portland. We'll just go there, get some fucking grub. It looks pretty decent. I like how they just got a bunch of bananas and fucking kind of cars. That is that a Honda? But they're like drinking fucking Widmer half a bison in this video. That that shit like straight sponsors the Portland Timbers. Really? Like on their caps, they have like Portland Timber logos. So that's fucking funny. They must, they must have been fucking with people while shooting this video. Like, maybe they moved to fucking LA, but... I'm pretty sure this video is in Oregon. It's really green. Yeah. If you notice, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look that green. Yeah, look, it looks like it's glowing out. Have you seen the video when he does whiteface? No. What? Alright, after this, we need to look at red Mercedes, because it's the best shit ever. Because I've actually, I'm not gonna lie, I've been, I've been having a ball lately, like, with, like, rappers. Like, they've been taking random white dudes and just putting them in music videos and making them rap the song. Like, Jay-Z and Rick Ross did The Devil Is A Lie, and they pretty much fucking... Crammed two white dudes in there and just made them dress like priests. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, fucking weird, dude. It is weird, but all right, all right, let's all right, just look up red red Mercedes. Let's go by this guy. Yeah, Emini, Emini. Copy and paste. I dig it. I'm lazy. <laughs> I do everything with one one fucking hand. Yeah, they did white face, bro. It's, it's a genius. <laughs> Fucking genius. And it's more fun because now I'm working at a car lot. So. I know, dude. It's good right here. <laughs> he looks scary in the middle, man. Well, hello there, fellas. How can I help you today? Well, uh, my name's DeAndre. This is Kelly. <laughs> this is the chef. Mm. You know, I'm looking for a nice little whip. I could 
the ghost riding with the homies one time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then take little baby out on a date sometime, you know what I'm talking about? D, D, is it, is it okay if I call you D? You know, it has a nice little ring to it, homie. <laughs> Hold on, D, she sounded a little racist. Mm. Racist? <laughs> I have, you know, I don't see color. We're going to have to call Reggie Jackson at the NWACP on her. So <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is, but if you guys just follow me, I'm sure I could show you something. You nice. know what? I think we good. Alright, the one, the guy driving the car actually looks like a legit white dude, which is funny. Like, he looks like a real white guy. Like, the guy in the back kind of looks Asian, and he looks like a monster. second like video where he's ghost riding <laughs> no but that car lot life man the car lot life this is crazy yeah. cutthroat cutthroat some wild shit, dude. I already got some stories, so I'll, I'll tell them. Like, I'm gonna have to tell them I'm not working there, but <laughs> that will make for a great podcast. Hey, yeah, no, man. Dude, one, one day, motherfuckers at work, we had the fucking barbecue in the back of the, the wash bay. You had a barbecue out? <laughs> but they barbecued inside, dude. <laughs> they barbecued inside. <laughs> Sorry, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. living that fucking life. Yeah, no, dude. Some funny shit, man. Smile. That's some fucking. That's some like. They got, they got in hella trouble for it too. <laughs> it's funny as fuck. <laughs> Why'd they do it? Because <laughs> they just have a barbecue. They have a barbecue chilling in the back of our wash bay. It's like, fuck it. <laughs> like, it's, it's all talking about let's cook up some burgers and shit. Like, <laughs> it was nice last week. You know what I mean? Like, shit, man. Mirror Pond Pale Ale. How is this one? My personal favorite. Personal favorite. My bad one. Yeah, go ahead, man. Thank you. Here, here I'll, I'll pop it for you. There you go. I just respect how funny this motherfucker is. Like, yeah, he, no, he dude. seems like he's fun. Cause he just look, he looks like a straight. Look, that that looks like Portland too. I don't know. Those are palm trees. Nah, that's true. Maybe he did move to LA. Do you know uh, who uh, YB and Corday is? YB and Corday. Yeah. No, he's pretty good. He did the he did a response to J. Cole's 1985 that was pretty interesting. Mm. That's legit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. He was the, the big baby girl. 
Tiny Desk concert, dude. You ever watch these? No, I haven't. Shout out to Big Baby Dre. And shout out to the fucking Tiny Desk concerts on NPR, dude. These guys bring in the best fucking cats. Old school, new school. Like, they got the hip-hop fucking shit on lock. And, and, and it's a small venue, so you can hear it really well. This is really good. They don't move like jazz musicians. It's fucking really good. One, I like how they can just pull up, fucking do live instrumentation. He doesn't need a, any auto tune. Like he just hops on this shit. Those are right. You know what I mean? That means they're skilled musicians. Like these guys can perform mm-hmm. with no assistance. And it seems like they have good chemistry with them. Exactly, like they're they're practiced as a band. They're a band, dude. Like, hmm. I see. I mean, I, I don't know if they really are, but you know what I mean. Like, they know in this shit. situation, like they're they came together. Like, like you said, they got the chemistry mm-hmm. between them all. They're playing really well together. They feel each other. I think that's a big thing. I think in music. I think the one, my one critique is like, I mean, the most hip hop shows is like, they cannot, they're, they're not as live when they just have a track playing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have some instruments and the track playing, that's the thing. I mean, then again, when I perform, I don't have a band, so I can't judge, but it's like, I mean, it just adds so much to the experience. If you have the money to get a band, to get it. <laughs> I mean, like church vocals. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. I love his face. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna fuck with you, bro- with your broke bitches. I got money now. <laughs> That's a, see. This is this, this is yeah. This is a hit right here. It was produced by Ruben. Shout out to Rick Ruman. At least that's what I heard in the interview. I don't know for sure because I'm not that high up in the industry, man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a low guy on the totem pole in the music produ- production industry. Well, I'm fucking in here in my bedroom. I'm a struggle rapper, bro. <laughs> but I got the keys. I got you. Got the, key, the keys are dope. The keyboard is always dope. So my name is Big Baby Drum. Yeah, man. Uh, Big Drum says it does real ass music. Uh, <laughs> feels good to be out here in DC, you know. Uh, Make some noise for y'all. No, but I fuck with Big Baby Drum, dude. Baby, Big Baby Drum is dope. It's like storytellers, like, but like in a smaller space. That's why it's so good. It's so intimate. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just the overall vibe of what he's he's putting out there, man. Like. 
it's not, it doesn't sound like everybody else. Like, you can tell it's a big baby drum song when big, <laughs> big baby drum comes on. You know what I mean? Like, right away. Exactly. Like, futuristic, young thug, freaking little Uzi Vert. Like, sometimes it's hard for me to actually, like, if I'm not paying attention, they kind of sound the same to me, dude. I hear you, man. I, I guess I have to agree, you know, because I, I think it's easier for me to recognize them by cadence. Yeah. Because even though, like, yeah, I guess, like, a lot of They have like, their differences, of course, and you can tell them apart, but, like, if you're not paying attention, they sound really similar. No, they do. Well, I mean, like I said, it's just, like, a part of growth. I feel like, in a way, it's, like, this weird growth because it's... The thing is, like, with hip-hop, like, I think that there's a time and place for anything. Yeah, man. You know? Most definitely. And, I mean, as much as, like, I can't be mad at them. I mean, like, I know you're not either. I I, I know where you're coming from. I I, I know you're coming from, like, the perspective of a producer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And just, like... I, I like the variety and like music, you know what I mean? Like to hear like something that is different but good. Exactly. You know what I mean? Different but good. I can dig it. I want I want music to always evolve. And not just kinda get stuck in one rut. Exactly. It's gotta be like a wheel that turns. The evolution has to be a constant. Yeah, yeah, man, like, and you can go back to shit before and, like, change it up in a different way. Exactly. And create something altogether new. That makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, if you really think and follow the trail, like, that's pretty much what hip-hop has become. It, It was, you know, think about it. It started out just taking records and scratching them and then... The evolution, you know, drum machines, and then you got artists and groups like um, the Roots, you know, getting live instrumentation, a live band. Like the Roots, that's a people call them a rap group, but to me, there's so much more. Like that's a band. Yeah. Like everything about them, that's a band. Man, I, I'm just fucking. I'm I'm stoked for what's in, in store for us in the future though you know what I mean like the sky is the fucking limit as far as what we could do with music like I don't know like this day and age it's so much easier to get what you need to make hit records like you can just fucking bust them out of your fucking bedroom Mm -hmm. that sound like really dank Exactly. And a $40 million recording studio. Yeah, no. It's, you know, I remember, like, I mean, there's a, we were talking about J. Cole earlier. Like, there's a record where he's talking about, like, these songs he made in his bedroom. You know, like, he's talking about, like, music he made in his bedroom. And it's like, I think that's, like, the realest shit. Because it's like, that's where, like, the fucking dream, like, starts. It's like, you don't have a studio, you gotta work in the bedroom. Yeah, no, you, that's your only space. You got a little bit of space in your bedroom, so you set some shit up, and you start working. You work with what you have, man. Exactly. I, yeah. think, I think a lot of people get the wrong idea about it. But 
I think people get into rapping and like just hip hop. I think for some of the wrong reasons, and I can't judge anyone off their reasoning. But people yeah. like people like attention, I guess. I don't know. I've I've been able to to set up my studio pretty cheaply. Like, like get full capabilities for like less money. Exactly. But. You know, they, I'm I'm always gonna want more toys for the studio. Oh hell yeah, man! Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it all analog set up soon, Sweet. to where I don't need a computer to record. I'll still mostly use the computer because it's it's better in a lot of ways. But sometimes I'll just want to record like straight to a tape. Oh, like old school style. Yeah, no, dude, straight up. That'd be fun. It's like I have a little four track mixer. And, you know, like, I want to get, like, a little drum machine um, and a synthesizer, too. I wouldn't mind doing it. Oh, in here? No. <laughs> edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just edit that. Fuck it. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep. No, yeah, keep it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, but you were saying, yeah, I, I think yeah, it'd be no, yeah, fun. Yeah, straight up, because Bangranger is releasing a whole bunch of, like, vintage synthesizers, like, remade. And, really? Yeah, yeah. You know, and instead of them being thousands of dollars, you can get them for, like, 300 bucks. Oof, that's good. So, you know, I'm gonna buy me a few, like, vintage-style synthesizers and from Behringer and like try to make like a whole analog fucking mixtape or some shit honestly dude that sounds good to me I would love to do like an analog type project with you yeah that'd be dank dude cause I, I can plug my mic in and record through my mic dude. we can make entire tracks on tape old school style and then, of course, you know, to post them on the internet, we'll have to record the tape to a computer, which pe people would say defeats the purpose, but it's like you gain the character of the analog shit. Exactly. And then you put it in high quality on the fucking digital. You convert it in super high quality to digital so that it retains the same sound. I see. That'd be, that'd be some fun shit, dude. But... For anyone else who has tapes, you could give them a fucking tape. Take it back, dude. Tapes in the trunk. They take it back to Too Short era. Mm-hmm. Was it? Have you ever seen the the video where Too Short is explaining how we got into hip hop and how gangsters gangsters would come up to him and say, "Hey, I need you to write me a rap," and then he would write a rap, record it, put it on tape, and give it to him. And then from there, like, he just started to say, fuck it, and just going to start recording tapes and selling them. It's crazy. Yeah, no, dude, Too Short is straight OG. I have nothing but respect for Too Short. That man's a staple in the, in the hip-hop world. Uh, I want to fucking hang out with him. Let's, we, should, we should get to... Let's go, let's go try to meet up with Too Short, dude. Straight up, dude. He's like some shit on my Instagram page. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like, that's like, dude, I shit you not. You, you, the, the real fucking Too Short? The real Too Short. Verified, dude. I'll fucking... I, 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 dude, I, 
Dog, let's let's do it. That's let's not, do that's it. That's not a stunt. That's not a stunt. It's not like he follows me. I don't. I don't think he follows me. But yeah. Nah, like that's the thing. Like I don't. I don't really get too much recognition. But like the most recognition I've ever gotten, I guess from big name artists, is I got a like from Black Dot. I got Black Dot to like a tweet because I did a podcast about him, and um, fucking that. And the thing with Too Short, I'm like, I think like that's like those are the biggest names that have ever I've ever seen on my social media pages, and it was like so surprising. I'm like, what the fuck? Cause like, you know, like those guys are just fucking legends, and like, I mean, I know it's just Instagram, so there's perusing. Like, I don't take it too seriously, but that was fucking. I was like, oh shit, you know, like my heart beat beating a little faster. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, but um. Next topic, so what what are you excited? Just a little bit of a segue, a little, as far as uh, MMA, what what fights are you excited to see? Okay, like, number one, always, definitely, Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. Habib. Habib time. Um, but smash. <laughs> he will smash. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I want to see, like, fucking Connor fight somebody like maybe Poirier. I wanted to see him fight Cerrone. Yeah, yeah, or Cerrone. That's the other option. Cerrone is a tough matchup, though, because then again, like, Susan Cerrone, like, six foot one. Cerrone's a tough tough matchup, but so is Poirier, dude. Poirier is no snub. Yeah. Motherfucker. Um, He's a bad motherfucker. Dude, Poirier is tough. No, no denying. Uh, Henry Cejudo rematch with Dillashaw at one thirty-five would be nice. I think that'd be a good. That that definitely. I think that sounds like a good fight because, I think TJ is so competitive that he'd be willing to do it at one thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. He went down to 125. So, who put his belt on the line? And then... So, he should put his belt on the line now because he got his ass beat. Whether or not you think it was a fucking early stoppage, he got his ass beat. <laughs> like, there ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah, D- Dillashaw, Dillashaw, though, he did look good. I don't think the weight cut depleted him. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't think I think he, he has the best nutritionist in the game. I don't think he had much in the way of problems with fucking weight cutting. I think... Like, I think that he was alright. He's a small dude. Well, yeah, and plus, you know, Cejudo, him, him and TJ, Cejudo is just, he's a tough fight. He's a monster, dude. He's a tough fucking fight. That's an Olympic gold medalist, dude. And, And TJ, TJ is a tough motherfucker. TJ... He has complicated foot footwork, and uh, he works with Dwayne Ludwig. Like he, he's a savage, man. Both these guys are fucking savages. So it's just in the fight game, shit just happens. Like mm-hmm. you know, people just people. I feel like TJ got real butt hurt yeah. by losing. And I was like, dude, I would too. Listen, nobody likes to lose. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, he's still got his belt, though. You know. Yeah. I, I just think he wanted to get that double champ champ. He wanted to, he wanted to be the champ champ, you know? 
Ever since Connor like well, became the champ, champ, everyone wants fight, to be champ, champ. Fight Cejudo in your own weight class, beat him, and then go back down and fight him again mm-hmm. for the rubber match to prove your fucking dominance. Exactly. You fucking lost. That's the that's your only fucking option now. Beat him twice now. It's the only way to erase that. Well, d- that's how Dominic Cruz erased his loss against Uriah Faber. He lost that first fight. And, and then, then he beat him twice. Yeah. Dominic well, And then now everybody knows Dominic Cruz is better than Uriah Faber. Like, Uriah Faber was great. He was a pioneer. He was a really good fighter. But fucking Dominic Cruz was just better. Well, that and plus, dude, Dominic Cruz, he's lanky. He has weird footwork. He's big for that weight class. He, yeah, man. He, he's, he's a big guy for that weight class. As far as his height. You know, he's not like fucking super, uh, you know, he, uh, he's not the stockiest guy. But still, like, he does have a lot of reach on people. And plus, his footwork is insane. Nobody, nobody really can hit him. Yeah, no, Dominic Cruz was a pioneer in a lot of fucking ways himself. Like, the way he fucking changed up his movement it was so unorthodox compared to, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like he had really good boxing but it wasn't boxing in the traditional sense mm-hmm. well doesn't he keep his hands down when he fights sometimes yeah he does he, he, he does. pretty much does he like uses them as counterbalances really this to help his movement Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. Karate fighters kind of do the same thing. They don't really like keep their hands high. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I get, I know, I guess, like to me, boxing fundamentals, like, like, because everything I've learned is just always been protect your head, protect your body. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but Dominic Cruz, like, he just breaks a different mold. That's a different kind of human, you know. Yeah. See, I kind of try and have like a combo of both styles to where like I can go fucking tight boxing style or I could be kind of longer mm-hmm. keep reach on people and, and just block as needed yeah. you know what I mean people underestimate how important reach is in, in like combat sports Like, I mean of course technique is number one but like reach is such a big thing yeah man because was it Connor has pretty pretty big pretty long reach for his for his size being five nine, like his arms are what almost as long as mine or something. Like eh, maybe I got pretty lengthy arms. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Play up the beat. Oh shit, me and Aiden are out here chilling. I gotta sit up, man. Gotta fucking sit up, bro. Can't be leaned back. This is good. This shit, yo. One, two, three. Okay, everybody come fuck with me. I need to record that shit.
let's get the tempo on this shit done right. All right. Desktop is really dope. Yeah. I wonder if this has ever been done on a podcast, making a live beat and then we freestyle. There we go. Breaking the mold. Okay. This reminds me of something from the 90s. Now let me do my thing. Let me recline, let me be a king. Throw up my hands, I will not sing. I am an MC till I'm in the grave. None of you can stop me, none of you will be saved. Uh huh, I am that dude. Young and I am so crude, so rude, so lewd. And I allude to all the old news and I will not confuse. All you dudes have stupid views, so I gotta come through and pick and choose. Uh. Yeah, you all fucking lose. Uh huh, uh huh, I paid my dues. That's my victory, laugh on cue. Everything, I said everything. I'm gonna switch up the scheme and live my dream. All of you wanna talk about triple beams, uh, but you never lived in the trap. None of you ever saw anything except weed, and that's facts. Never saw a crack. All of y'all act, and I know it's the truth. I don't need to go out here acting G. I just gotta be me, and I'll let you all see. Uh, this is just me having fun, sipping the beer, and I'm out here on the run MC yeah and I freestyle for days I've been doing this in the room in the laboratory uh yeah picking up on the dictionary I depict everything it's so illicit and very scary uh let me bring it back to life light up the room I am that type uh I don't even need to live trife throw up the ad libs I am that nice mm, mm, mm. killing that free that's right, I'm in the pocket, motherfuckers. It's like post jujitsu, smoking, we're having fun, drinking. Switch it, switch it, switch, switch. That's right, people. We're podcasting, making a beat, rapping at the same time. Trailblazing. Trailblazing. Dun, dun, dun. Trailblazing. Uh. Doesn't ever cease to amaze. Aiden's on the beast and I had Aiden's on the beats and I came to amaze. Uh, yeah, let's go and blaze. Everything's a phase when you live through my eyes. None of you ever have to go and fucking lie. Every day I got the drums kicking in. Uh, yeah, I don't need to pick and choose. All of y'all get confused. Let me ride to a different pocket because I get so bored. Everything I do with behind the accord. Uh, a Honda Accord, none of you are sleazy. Believe me, if I fall off, I come right back and I get right on track because I got it on studies. Listen here, buddy, trying to follow the bass, I got kicked off. Yes, let me go and rip everything down to shreds. It's part of that life, uh, it's part of that life. Rip it to shreds and I leave it all dead. Depicted and it's very scary, uh, depicted and it's very scary. 
thinking of a hook but it's not very amazing or good at all this is that freestyle shit but let me come back and see the paint peel uh i'll show you what i feel uh and it's all real from the heart and i will not steal or lie or cheat and i will be me none of you gotta come and fuck with me but uh yeah run for your life run for the hills i am that type that will come through bite everything bite the ears like mike tyson uh throwing out topics throwing out words young man i am so absurd the dark knight poster hanging on the wall yeah 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 i'm why so serious I said, why so serious? Shut the fuck up, I am getting furious. Delirious like Eddie Murphy on the stage. Yeah, bitch, I'm getting groovy. And I'm feeling myself drinking on a brew. Killing myself. It's the process. It's like, it's like an instructional. And the beat, then I gotta fucking. Up the tempo, above the tempo. I got this unlocked. Got the keys by my knees. All of you can go and flee. Switch up the flow a little bit. E40 inspired. I am the shit like doo doo up on the stain. Everything I feel, you will feel my pain. Bouncing off the walls and I'm bouncing off the base. Everything I do, I rattle on the staircase. Uh, nothing is fair when I come through. I am Mr. Hill, the evil dude. Uh, and I'm so damn thorough. Like I came from a borough in New York And why, and why, I stay me And that's why I am the K-I-N-G Better believe me, I grew up on some savage rappers Big L, big pun, capital punishment Yeah, you know that I've always been in love with it All of you are stuck with it, uh Throwing bricks, and when I say bricks I am not talking about cocaine I am talking about being King Kong Throwing bricks off the wall until I hit you in the balls Uh, I am a straight up savage And those are facts I'm going riff raff so you don't even need to react Let me throw out some fucking impressions I can rap like anybody in the essence Who do you want me to rap like? Yo kid, it's Nas on the mic Everything I do I come right from Queens Better believe you know I hit him in the spleen And I yes, and I came right through Better believe that I pay my dues X yo, what? DMX, I came on the track
What you really want? What you really want? What I really want is what I want to do. Bouncing off the walls. I could go scooby-doo, but I don't really feel like it. it. Takes a lot of breath control, and I'm not that, not that big of a fan. I mean, goddamn, it's cartoons and cereal. You catch diseases like they're all venereal. I will get spiritual and yoga poses. And then I will arise on the seventh day like I got crucified. But my crew survived. And I do or die. I keep my brew and strive. Uh, my best fucking work I ever did. I just said that. And I'm gonna go be the president of the United States. Fuck Trump, he's a bitch. Shutting down the government. About building a wall? That sounds like some work. And I'd rather smoke a bowl. I don't fuck with it. So you better get with it. Me and Aiden in the stew. Recording a podcast at the same damn time. Shout out to future. I got rhymes. Uh, I am the future when I kick these lines. Uh, push it back. And they think I'm going to move past. But I stay in the present. And every day. Every day is a present in its essence. So take it a second and breathe. Take in a second and breathe. Smell the roses. Then I arise. Like I was fucking crucified. But guess what? Motherfucker, my crew survived. I sit my brew and strive. I sit my brew and strive. Might have to make that shit a hook. Better believe it, put it in the books. Better believe it uh, in the books. Came back on the seventh day like I was crucified. But my crew survived. Sit my brew and strive. Better write that down. <laughs> I better write that down. That's ill. You know, cooking up a little bit of that sauce in here. There we go. That's how we do. That's how we do on the regular. Alright. I'm gonna write that down real quick. I'm back on the third day, like I was crucified. crucified but guess what my crew survived everything is do or die i just sit my brew and strive i just figured out the name for the track too. Yeah. gods of the studio gods of the studio, <laughs> <laughs> <of> the studio. <laughs> and we just recorded a reference hey, track i wouldn't set my phone on that if i didn't want to hear oh my bad so melt your phone <laughs> don't do drugs <laughs> oh man can I, can, I, can I show you some funny shit Real quick uh, There's this Better not be some fucking gay porn <laughs> uh, No bro I don't play gay porn bro On a podcast <laughs> On a fucking podcast of all things Like like nobody wants to even I mean, I mean like, I, like No disrespect to gay dudes and want to watch it That's okay 
No, but like anyone who tries to force gay porn. No, sometimes people I, are like, you want to see some funny <laughs> shit? And then it's like, <laughs> some fucked up shit. Hey, man, you're hitting a, you're hitting a pad. Ah, oh, <laughs> uh, shit. seen this is a little boosie taking a dab bro <laughs> after like 10 years of no smoking watch this shit dude <laughs> look at him dude <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they all look dead, bro. <laughs> he looks dead. That's some funny shit. <laughs> this is the best part. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's real. one of the the, the making of a uh, red bone oh really oh dude it was dank dude it was just this one guy who fucking produced the record like what's his name ludwig right yeah yeah some some german some white dude yeah like some german sounded motherfucker <laughs> like the german marman dude oh my god dude like it's like he just fucking threw that shit together like while he was chilling one day in the studio, and it was like the dankest track, man. Man, like a hit record. Yeah, yeah, no, hit record, millions of views uh, on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, but it, it kind of sounds like Bootsy Collins' I'd Rather Be With You. I'd rather be with you. Oh, yeah, I am. Remember that one? Well, well, that's, yeah, the, the singing and shit, but like, I don't know, like the overall, the sound is just incredible. Like, Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not taking away, sound like, the, the sound beat. is great. I'm not taking and take it away. Because it's a different record, but, like, there is some similarity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but I, I credit those similarities more to Gambino than the, the producer of the record. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like, the rhythm of it and everything. Yeah, the, well, the way he sang and shit on it, too, you know? Mm hmm The high voice, scratchy. Mm -hmm. Whereas the beat itself sounded like fucking I am the walrus from fucking <laughs> the Beatles, dude. I am the walrus. <laughs> dude, it was like some of that next level, like, took some acid. 
and mushrooms at the same time. Shit, you know like, what I like, mean? Yo, pitch my vocals higher. <laughs> it's gonna sound fucking good. <laughs> They're just like tripping balls in the studio, just make a dang cast track. Dude, I heard a uh, killer Mike. He likes to take mushrooms in the studio with LP when he records. Yeah, no, dude. We should get some fucking mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're... Dude, don't give us superpowers like in Mario, dude. <laughs> Have you ever seen the fucking? There's like footage of this one rapper in the, st- on the, st- in the studio doing mushrooms or something. Oh man. Boosie. Little Boosie <laughs> is awesome. DJ Vlad interviews. <laughs> Dude, I love how DJ Vlad gets, he, he like interviews everybody. He, he, it's like he, like, he loves to make clickbait. Oh, no, dude, like, but he's got all the best interviews. That's the problem. Like, you can't really, like, go anywhere else. Yeah, he does, he does, he does have some really good interviews, like, like, I like the one with Red Man because like it was just really like Red Man just explains his history. Yeah, no, dude, and that's how I found about found out about that MTV Cribs episode where that shit was hilarious. MTV Cribs shit. With Red Man. Oh, you saw that, dude? Dude, it's hilarious. Dude, you know I think we might have to play that on the podcast because like, that's that's a classic hip hip hop moment right there, dude. Yeah, no, dude. Like, let's let's see if we can find it. Cause it was realistic. I mean, shit. Not everyone was fucking like he was. You know, I mean, you can, if if you can live like a king, if you don't have to pay six hundred thousand dollars a month on some big ass house. Luxurious star cast. But on March 6th, Red Man, yeah. When MC and actor Redman showed off his Staten Island New York gig, you was were shocked to see the happiest crib crib. The most memorable crib episode. They go in, his crib is a mess, and you're like, you don't really live here, do you? Over here is what I call exhibit A. This is where I got my clothes and crap. It looks like a stoner's place. Dead 
<laughs> it looks like the camera crew volunteered to leave. <laughs> yeah, they were, like they were trying to walk out while he's trying to show him his doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got to run these two lights. <laughs> oh, man. Some classic shit, dude. It's amazing. Fucking A, dude. Classic. Red Man's the shit, dude. Dude, Red Man, yeah, dude, Red Man really did have, does, it still has a funky sound. I heard he's working on an album. A new one. Muddy Waters, too. Muddy Waters. Oh, yeah. Blues? Well, no, that was uh, the name of one of his, like, <laughs> classic albums. Like, I mean, he was inspired by them, for sure. You know, I, I definitely think Redman has wide music taste. I wanna get I wanna get one of these things, man. An OP one. But it's a thousand dollars for this little thing. Really? That little thing. But check out what it can do. So you put an album in there, put the chronic. He takes in. able to get all the sounds off of that song. I don't know if he did or if he just had some, some drum kit preset. Oh. It already sounds like it. So he remade but, the beat pretty much. But I think he sampled the intro that from the CD though. Oh. Does it cost again? A thousand dollars. Shit. It's pretty cool though. Pretty cool, but I already got a computer, dude. I mean, need a thousand, so. I mean, a computer can do all this. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, this is a cool piece of tech. For sure, this. I mean, this thing is portable, so it's dank. You could be like making dank beats while you're just like on the bus. Yeah, or if like you're fucking up on a plane, on a flight. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's the kind of work ethic I I, I want to be on. Just be on a plane making beats. And like if I had this from shit. the reviews, like the battery lasts forever on this thing. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude. So that's dank. You might have to fucking Texas simulator. Yeah, the OP one, the OP one, got you. It's from Teenage Engineering. It's amazing. 
Dr. Dre is a genius. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows how to produce a fucking record. Have you seen the Tony Ferguson Be Like memes? Tony Fer- no, Fer- Tony Ferguson is the type of guy. I saw one that was so good. It's like, Tony Ferguson is the type of guy to ankle pick his son while he's taking his first steps. <laughs> this will teach him to get up, to, to fall down and keep getting back up. <laughs> like, he takes me forward and shit like that when they ask him why. <laughs> I love the interview where, he, where, he, where he's like, He's like, I'm not a rat. I'm a turtle. He's like, I'm a ninja turtle. He's like, my favorite is Michelangelo. What about you? Like, you talking to this, this shit? Now he's putting in alien sounds. Yeah, man. But I'm pretty stoked about you know, the future of Greenhouse Productions. I said we, we try to set up a tour for the summer. I mean, I'm going to try to match it up with my schooling. Let's do it. When do you turn 21? April. April. April 7th. Down for a 420 concert, possibly at the west side. I might be able to arrange for you. Possibly. I know the son of the, like, head bartender there. I'm fucking game. I love that, man. I'd love to go out and do some shows. And he said he could give me a show at the West Side. I'd love to do some shows, for sure. And it's like, that's a local venue. They got a nice size stage. You know, we can invite local people. Dude, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd like that. I'm putting together a new set. And it'd probably just be like a free show. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, as long as I don't have money. But, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> and we'll just try and get people to come through to the bar to see the show. Exactly. It'd be a nice little show. Like, the first ones can be free and shit. West side. That'd be fun, bro. Like that, we need to like cultivate like a nice local fan base and shit. And stuff. Maybe we could we could do it to, since like they're right there and like we're starting out where like we always do free shows just there. That's true. Like, cause then that'd be like even when we get big and we're going places selling tickets for different shows, like that would still be like the little hole in the wall place that like you could catch us. You don't gotta pay a dime. You can come in and fucking <laughs> rage. <laughs> yeah, fucking rage. This is dope, though. You know who uh, Chris D'Elia is? The comedian? No. Alright, he's been doing some funny fucking Eminem impressions, dude. He's been fucking... Like, you know how Eminem, like, did this freestyle in, like, a garage... Yeah. Like, he just fucking, he took it and just ripped it apart. It was so funny. Israel Adesanya is going to fight Anderson Silva. I'm pretty stoked for that, dude. Dude, no, but you got to fucking check out some of these fucking... 
desk concert. Tiny desk concerts. That you know they got like fucking Erica Baidu on there. They got fucking like Anderson Pack. They got fucking you know like they they got like fucking Wu Tang on there. They got eight motherfuckers in that little box. <laughs> Not all of them. Like like Beth wasn't there, but hey, fuck it. You gotta send like send them in like small tribes. Like, that's yeah, <laughs> dude. Like there's not enough room. Send for three them. here. Send three here. <laughs> that way they can get all the fucking all the promotion done. Yeah, no, they had Rockin', Big Daddy Kane on there. Like they had some good shit. That's it, dude. Some good shit. It's like they're killing it as far as like the Mac Miller. Tiny desk concert, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like rest in peace. There you go. Rest in peace, up. Mac. Like we wanna see some good fucking like genuine concerts of like some of your favorite fucking artists. Check out fucking tiny desk concerts, man. That's it. Shout out shout out tiny desk concerts. Yeah, I really man. I do, I do think small venues are something to say about them because like they give they give such a nice intimate setting. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean and and these guys they're fucking public radio, like they they run off of donations and shit. Like they're non profit and like they're getting millions of views on, on the interwebs and shit. I mean, yeah, I mean they got some big names on here, so Yeah, definitely. yeah, you know. No have you ever seen there's a really cool series I think you would like. Um my my buddy Salvador showed it to me of um what is it like like this guy he will take instrument instruments and songs. And, like, he'll break down how it was made. So we'll take, like, a song by Biggie, and he breaks down the sample, how it was utilized, the drums that they used. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I watch a lot of shows like that. Like, they do that on, on fucking Genius. They'll, they'll actually talk to the producer. Like, that's what I was talking about with uh, the... They broke yeah, do down... You, uh, do you, want, you actually do want to play that? Let's go over that. Let's see... Donald's studio didn't really know what was going to happen was that day or how, what was going to come out of it. We were just chilling, and then Donald started playing drums. Hey, look at his shirt. Yeah, he's got <laughs> a giraffe on it. <laughs> that shirt's the shit, though. Let's be real. Yeah, the old no, spread out in the whole room, in the whole studio. And this dude's like a fucking gangster. Yeah, I respect him. He's a gangster of sound. He's pimping that shit. Yeah, dude, the gold rings are pimping. There was a time before we started on the album where I started listening to all of a sudden a bunch of like Funkadelics albums. I hadn't really experienced mm -hmm. Funkadelics. Like, I was more kind of raised up of like jazz and I didn't really experience that 70s psychedelic music, so it's all very organic. Just how the instruments kind of sounded back then, I think that was something we just wanted to capture with, with our music. The song structure, the pre-choruses are uneven bars, so the first chorus is six bars, the pre-chorus for the second chorus is seven bars. And my Ableton right now is just the drums that Donald did. The first sound that kind of opens up the song is this little Mellotron. So you have that in the kick. Like a heartbeat. And then we have the roots. 
big horrors. Let it spooky. I always dreamt of slapping the bass in the song. I finally got to do it, you know? second bass sound. So Wow. Well this song's so complicated in a sense. Cause like like not the instruments but like how they blend is really and crazy. Then, yeah, yeah. Like this shit Makes that slap bass with the synth bass. This is like it's pretty incredible. It's like a 1960s maestro, and it has these amazing sounds. Well, what I love about it, he's got all this vintage equipment that he was and then for Redbone, using to make this shit. That guitar looks vintage too. Oh yeah. The pedals Maybe vintage, the guitar is vintage. He looks like he lives in the studio. Eight note triplet. That's incredible. Yeah, no, it definitely looks like a personal studio, you know what I mean? Like, it's his fucking studio, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, like, specifically, well, like, like, he played with it. Oregon. Like, the studio's not meant for somebody else, meant for him. And he sang this line and he stopped. that shit. And I kept hearing that. It's kind of like a response shit. to what he was singing. That's incredible, that sound. Clavinet part. That kind of kind of reminds me of a of like almost like a brass thing. Like this guy's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Like he imagined that sound and just put it in there. And then to the Glockenspiel. Just put a fucking Glockenspiel in there. That's how you do it. Yeah, I know, dude. Glockenspiel? He's got this Glockenspiel and a this kind plastic of, fucking case. This kind of vocal case. thing for, for the bass. Damn. Goes on with a slap in the bass. That's what he threw on this hit record, like. I was just like, I need to have this. I need to do this song. The flute has also been a big it. instrument, but, too. You can't really hear it, you know. That was an idea of, of how to make the outro play around with this idea of having a major chord in there. Basically, this this choir you know, that holds just a major third and a minor third, it goes between those two intervals. Minor third. The melody that came out of that was guitar melody, using the same this maestro pedal with the fuzz tones. Damn. Oh shit. Get it. It's also an octave under that. Yeah, this guy's really talented. There's a little uh, synth element in this. This is it's actually oddity. 
just made by G-Force. Kind of sound like, I think it's, I mean, it's a, it's mostly a Moog sound. There's levels to this beat. Somehow this melody started showing up. Put a little chorus on it and some distortion. Doubling it. Donald's like, yeah, we should also add this like, little piano on the end to make it a little bit more bombastic. The sound. The song, yeah, it's so fucking layered. What's that? Reminds me of some shit like there the Beatles would have made. It really is. Why are you really into our thumb scoring is that depending on different genres of the film. This guy, yeah, he deserves a lot of credit. different genres of music. Before I met Donald, I hadn't really done a lot of hip-hop before. It's such a, a challenge. That's what I really love. Wait, he can, this guy composed the music for Fruitvale Station and Creed? That's crazy. Dude, did you see that studio, though, dude? That was popping. It was a, it was a beautiful was studio. I've been thinking, dude, I've been uh, thinking at some point this year, I've been thinking about getting a new keyboard, an MPC, kind of like setting up a new studio setup, like get a mic stand, new mic, just upgrade. That way, for, for when I work on this new album, I want to just have time like to really work on it with you and James and just really be pick and choose, you know, work on the shit and feel it out for, for a little bit. I'm still going to drop music here and there throughout the year, but like, you know, I still want to want to put together a body of work. That's the thing. Fuck, dude. Ben Askren, bro. Ben Askren's a savage. Yeah, I know. Straight up. I'm ready to see him fight fucking Rory McDonald, dude. And I'm Rory McDonald fucking... Robbie Lawler. <laughs> Robbie Lawler. Ruthless Robbie. Dude, Robbie Lawler... I feel like people are counting out Robbie Lawler really quickly. Yeah, no, you can't really count him out on that no, fight. Rob, I have him as the favorite, man. dude. Robbie Lawler is an animal. Let's be real. This is Ben Askren. Like, Ben Askren, yeah, Ben Askren has never fought in the UFC. Fucking Robbie Lawler is a fucking bet. Robbie Lawler is a beast. I mean, <laughs> he, he, that dude's a legend. This is beyond. It's like, he's a tough son of a bitch, man. Plus, he is a good wrestler. He's a good striker. You know, but then again, Ben Askren's a great, great tactician, so. Hmm. It's a lot to think about. What do you think about fucking John Jones? <laughs> all these uh, picograms and, and, you know. All Listen, that. let's just be real. I want to see him fight. I, I know most of the guys, most of those motherfuckers are on steroids. You're telling me, like, heavyweights, light heavyweights. A lot of those, I guarantee you pretty much all of those fucks are on roids. Oh, moron. 
fucking once, bro. They're all on some shit, dude. Yeah, I'm sure they're all microdosing, but, like, you gotta at least get punished if you can't even get away with it, dude. Uh, I don't know, I feel... Like, that just goes to show that, like, anybody could go fucking have some picograms in their system and be fine, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess the thing about the John Jones incident is I feel like he already did his time. Cause like, I don't shit? know, man. Man, he... Okay, this pulsing bullshit. Okay, look up the fucking Half-Life. A goddamn... A goddamn Terrinable. It's, it's less than half of the Half-Life, or it's about half the Half-Life of fucking marijuana. Really? Right? It's 18 months afterwards. If you quit smoking weed for 18 months, would you be clean? But what if the equipment that they have right now is so good that they can detect things at smaller levels of traces? No, no, no. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Like, the half-life, it goes down. Like, it doesn't just pulse back up. Oh, okay. Like, he's having this pulsing effect 18 months after? Two years after? I think that is. Okay, okay, it just doesn't add up. He's fucking microdosing still. And that's where the picograms are fucking coming from. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah, man, it's I pretty mean, obvious. Anything is possible. The thing is, I don't know for sure. I don't have any blood work. I'm, I'm just saying that that's what it looks like. Like, it, it I know... Joe Rogan and Jeff Nowitzki are all fucking saying he's he's fucking perfectly golden and good, and, but like, dude, that is a load of horse shit. Like, like he has no fucking body fat, dude. Where would that shit be stored? You know what I mean? Like, in, the, in his ass. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he keeps injecting it. it I mean, I'm happy he's fighting again, aside well, from all that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Listen, you're I, telling me, he, I feel like a lot of a, people in the He's UFC. a fucking cheater. He should be fucking not allowed to fight. Yeah, but if you really think about it, like, I, John Jones, are, I feel like he started taking I, steroids when he had to fight they, motherfuckers they on steroids. He suspended fucking goddamn Nick Diaz for two years for smoking some weed. And they let him go after fucking 18 months. The only reason they they didn't pop him again is because he's snitching on fucking people in the game. Do you think he snitched on Sean O'Malley? I don't know about that. I don't think Sean O'Malley is on steroids. If you really if you look he, at Sean, he, he probably snitched on a supplier of steroids. Probably. A rival supplier <laughs> to the one that he gets it from. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like, it's a fuck theory. Okay, like, I don't know. I can read these situations pretty well. Like, I used to sell weed, you know? <laughs> People used to, like, you know, fuck with me and shit about it, you know? Like, at school, like, the administration, they knew that I, you know what I mean? It's like... Like, I know how these things work, man. These motherfuckers. This guy snitched. No, like, fucking. And then now they're letting him ride free. I mean, shit. Well, fuck it. I'll watch him fight. I, I, I expect pretty much. I, I don't know, man. I'll watch it. I, the thing I love about John Jones. so roided out. Like, did you see the, the transformation pictures? What? Of, like, before 
his like power lifting. Yeah. And then after it's <laughs> he did a whole bunch of runs, dude. He pulled the Gordon Ryan. Wait, wait. Or, was, was he skinnier? When was he skinnier? Because I thought like he, when he fought like for instance when he fought Lyoto Machida, he was way skinnier, dude. Really? Yeah, no, dude. He wasn't like. Oh, like fucking. Uh, can you pull the footage real quick? Okay, we gotta examine this. If you're gonna make a statement, let's examine the footage. John Jones. Save versus Rampage Jackson. Way skinnier back then. Yeah, he does look pretty skinny. Did he, did he beef up when he fought Ovin St. Proof? <laughs> I didn't know he fought Ovin St. Proof. Yeah, he did. Um, so this is where, oh, he's, he's skinnier in this one. Yeah, okay, there's, there is. <laughs> 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 there's the picture, dude. That's a picture he posted, too. Before and after powerlifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I can't. <laughs> this is take a trained fucking eye. <laughs> well, all yeah, right. let's help it. It's Whoa. fucking, it's fucking juicing. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, yeah, we ought to say he has athlete genetics, man. Like his brothers are super athletes. Okay. Oh, another sign that like motherfuckers are juicing. Do you see how shiny his skin is? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, he's black. Maybe we just threw some oil on him. Like what is like mother? Dude, black, oil people, on him. black people like cocoa butter and shit. Like you know, what I, like what if he's just shiny? Like you know what I mean? I've met motherfuckers that are just kind of shiny, you know? Like, what they're just like, they have good skin. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Because <laughs> it's like, I, I love John Jones because, like, I love how fake he is in the press conference. It's like, he's like, I just hate how he, like, gets away with all this shit and, like, they still <laughs> let him. I love it. Like, I dude, love it. Dude, like, he's, I'm Team Jones. It's like Conor McGregor and Jones can do whatever the fuck they want, but like the lower level fighters will get cut like if they fucking so much as sneeze. Like, that's right. I love it. I listen. I love it. At the end of the day, it, it, it cracks me the fuck up. I love John Jones, Team Jones. Um, that's fucking hilarious. Hey, no, but yeah, man. And uh, I met up with what's his face, Michael. Going or whatever. Yeah, how's he doing? Dude, he, I found out he does DJ shit. He does DJ shit? We got DJ? I'm, I'm gonna get him to fucking cut and scratch on some records, dude. Dude, yeah. that'd be fun. Dude, yeah, no, like, I didn't even know. Like, he went to your fucking show, man. Like, yeah, he didn't know. He, he, he just didn't tell me. I didn't, I, this is my first time hearing about it. Yeah, no, me too, man. Michael, no, Michael's cool as fuck. Shout we, out to Michael. We, we gotta fucking get him on the track. Yell out. Yell out, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, met, I met up with him, like, uh, it was the night before last. Went out to the bar. Oh, shit, you're 21 already? Yeah, yeah. Shit, man, I'm, I'm way behind. Yeah, dog, you gotta, you gotta catch up. I know. We got bars. Get your ass a show at the West Side. That's right, man. That'd be fun. Dude, the West Side, like I said, it's got a nice little stage area with, like, good seating. Yeah, dude. Like, like it's it's a pretty spacious bar. Like, not a bad, like, first venue, dude. It'd be pretty legit. We could do that for sure, man. I'd like that. If only the 50 was still around, we could have gone there. The 50? Like, the Half Penny? <laughs> Isn't there a bar called the Half Penny? Not around here, not in West Salem. Oh, really? Okay. Because there's too many bars out here. No, but the 50 was over on the corner over there. Okay. And they tore it down when they built that new strip mall. I guess they're going to put it back, you know, with a new building, but... Motherfuckers. Yeah, it had, like, a stage before it was outdoors. Shit. We could have gone there. Oh, I, think, I, I know what you're talking about. But... Yeah, man. So now it's pretty much just the West Side. It's like our best shop for a show in West Salem. We got we got to make some T-shirts. I, I want to find somebody to like remake the logo that I made, like, mm-hmm. but better. Exactly. Like in the Adobe software or some shit. That's like maybe you should talk to the guy who made a who made the company logo. Or you mean the mascot? Yeah, the mascot. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's more he's more like complex. I'm looking for like a really simple Oh, you're looking for like logo in a, in a digital format. Like he's more like hand drawn, like Like he's really good. Like though. like you know, like real like in depth art. Like I'm just looking for like a simple ass logo. It just needs to be in high definition, kinda needs to be reshaped a little. Exactly. You know, I'm looking for a graphic designer, a digital graphic designer, you know what I mean? I don't think that that's his forte. Yeah, I think he's, like, real art. Yeah, he's a, he's a real artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not saying graphic design isn't real art or whatever, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, physical, like, pen and pencil. Yeah, yeah, for type, sure. I get what you're Type saying. shit. Like, I, I don't know if he has, like, digital... Skills yeah. like that's that's a whole another fucking ballpark. It's a different game, really. That's the thing. It's a you know what I mean. Game. So, so I wanna I wanna find a graphic designer who can help me. You know, and I can hit up companies and and Salem and see if I can get a quote from them. Anyways, see what they charge me. That's a good way to do it, man. Just go out there, put yourself out. You know, try it. Cause if it's not too expensive, like. Hundred dollars or under, like I'd be down with it. Fuck it, bro. But, Just take that step. Cause you know, like, sure you gotta pay them pretty good, but it's worth it if you get a quality fucking logo that's unique. Nobody else has it, and it's in high definition. Like you can blow it up super big, and it still looks good. Like your fucking wallpaper, if you want. In your computer or make it like a giant fucking patch on a on a shirt and it's not gonna look all fucked up. Shit. It'll look good. 
high quality and shit. A good logo go a long way. That's what I'm saying, like. We get a logo, we start making fucking t-shirts, hoodies, hats. That, that's, a good, that's a good fucking idea. Give out fucking CDs with them too. I'm with it. That's what I'm saying. I, li- I like this idea because I feel like it's a good way to start out, you know. I mean, aside, because like, we are working the internet angle, but we, we also have to play to that angle too. Yeah, the in-person. In-person is so much more, like, like of a foundation. It's impactful. Yeah, like, you get so much better retention in person. Exactly. Like, like on the internet, motherfuckers are just scrolling, and they might stop to look at your shit for a second. Yeah. If you give them a fucking album and a fucking clothing item they're repping your shit every day they're thinking about it every day that's true they physically touch that shit every day you give them a fucking album they listen to it they're spending you know like a half an hour plus like fucking listening to your shit that's true you know what I mean like it's like they're the amount of energy that they're exchanging with you is so much greater than like usually it is on the internet yeah, because, well, you know, because the thing is, like, if you meet someone, they're really fucking cool, and you realize that they make music, and the music is good, it's like, then, then it's like you want to root for them. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're a sane person, you want to root for them, but there's people who are, you know, it's like, I'd root for that They're person. haters. Yeah, yeah fucking, fucking haters. Fucking haters, like George Bush would say, I'm not a hater. George W. Bush, I'm not a hater. George W. George W. I love the fucking scene in Harold and Kumar. <laughs> Where fucking they meet George Bush. Remember that shit? Shit was funny as fuck. Yeah. Fucking man. How should we end this shit? Let's put on. Let's put on a little bit of a little bit of steezy. Yeah. Thank you for listening, people. Motherfuckers out here. Shout to Steezy. Steezy as fuck. Steezy and sleazy. out there dude I gotta get some fucking some beats finished up I'm down to record a new project I'm, I'm down like well I've been thinking I want to record I want to find a new project next year and I, I want to like here's my here's my plan I want to sh- launch a tour in, in, in the summer right and also for the whole summer I'm gonna drop a song a week so that's 12 songs so if we get 12 songs dope songs recorded before the summer boom we just drop them strategically 
And then, like, at the end of the summer, we'll just make a compilation tape. Put them together. Yeah. Hey, I know what we can end this shit with. Malik's unreleased track. Malik has an unreleased track. Fucking play it. Yeah, yeah. Exclusive. Wait, when did, did Malik record this? When did he do this? This is like uh, pretty much a year ago, dog. Alright, shout out to Malik. We gotta get him in the stew again. We got like one little mistake we wanna fucking fix on this thing, but it's pretty much, pretty much there. I wanna work with Malik really bad. Yeah, dog. He's fucking kills really good. it. Dude's good. for another verse I see uh, he, he wants that he wants that fucking short ass song though oh I feel you yeah people are losing their attention span Once again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Expect way more content. Um, An email automation list is in the works. Um, Like I said, I'll be gathering information from all the listeners, the fans. I'm really trying to grow my pages and do something special this year. And it's all about growth. And I, I, I wouldn't be getting as far as I could without everyone who's listening. Even though the numbers may not be huge, it's still something. And I got nothing but love. 
Once again, shout out to uh, Etherblog, Stereotype Co., uh, Brooklyn Papers. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, these are great brands. I'll be leaving links in the, in the description. Thank you so much. And yeah, keep on rocking in the free world, folks. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Expect way more from me.